Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. past few weeks, we have uh, talked about the importance of a couple things, of, of worship, uh, of prayer. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the importance of the Bible and, and tithing and Sabbath rest. Essentially, what we're talking about in this series is what I would consider spir- uh, age-old spiritual disciplines, right? Age-old spiritual disciplines, um, essentially intentionally doing or participating in spiritually charged activities to stay close to Jesus, because again, staying close to Jesus is important. Ultimately, because we want, I don't know about you, but I want to have a spiritually fresh life. I, I, I don't want to be stale. And, and I know many of you in the room, you don't want to be stale either. And so today we're going to talk about something I think that is super beautiful, super important, um, but often is one of our lost spiritual disciplines. And that is of fasting. We're going to talk about fasting. That's why I started with food <laughs> this morning. All right. And not, we're not going to talk about fasting that's like prescribed by a doctor before you have to overnight, before you have a surgery, that kind of fasting, okay? We're going to talk about spiritual fasting. And so I'm interested, uh, as we begin this morning, how many of you have ever done a spiritual fast? Raise your hand. Okay. Figured there'd probably be several in the room. Okay. How many of you have, you were like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. I've never done one. I've never done a spiritual fast. Raise your hand. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. A couple people in the room. Um, uh, That's okay too, which I hope that's, I was hoping there were some in the rooms that maybe this might be kind of a new thing for you. And maybe there might be some cool things you could take from today. And uh, I think it's interesting because if I can go back for a minute, I think, excuse me, I think it's interesting that all I have to say, right, is that I'm giving away free rolls and we kind of go nuts, right? The room kind of got a little chaotic about Hawaiian rolls, right? Because we like food, right? I don't know. I love food, right? I, I, we, we really enjoy food. And again, right, if we eat right, it can be essential for our bodies and those kind of things. But what I want to talk about today is that the cool thing about food is that the lack of food sometimes, or maybe some other things, can really be a spiritual experience, a very cool spiritual experience. And so again, maybe for some of you in the room, this is kind of a new idea, a new concept. So I want to define what we're going to be talking about, what fasting is. And uh, to be clear, basically of what it's not also, because I know there's all these things out there right now in our culture about intermittent fasting and all that kind of stuff and whatever. So I found a, a quick video clip that I think will help us define what it is before we dig into deep today. So take a look at this video. I, I think fasting's awesome. I mean, where else can you combine spirituality and dieting all in the same way? I mean, I think it's a bound wrap, pound for pound it does. You know, people think it's for monks or supermodels and stuff like that. But I'm here to tell you it's for everybody. Last summer, I had a 20-year reunion slash barbecue slash swim party to go to, and I done but had to drop about 85 pounds. So thanks to fasting, what has two thumbs and look good in a swimsuit? This guy. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. So I use that for a little bit of, uh, you know, humor this morning. But uh, what we're talking about today is not that. All right. We're not talking about intermittent fasting, uh, those kind of things, uh, all that. We're talking about something that has a much different outlook at the end, not, not just weight loss. Okay. So take a look at this definition. It'll come up on the screen. It says fasting is fasting in the biblical sense is choosing not to partake of food or other things because it could be right like TV or Netflix or uh, social media, things like that, because our spiritual hunger is so deep, our determination in intercession so intense, 
or our spiritual warfare so demanding that we temporarily set aside even fleshly needs to give ourselves to prayer and meditation. I think that's a pretty good definition of what we're going to be talking about today. And so what, so the idea is, right, fasting, at least from a spiritual sense, is giving up food or something else to ultimately to seek a holy God, to seek a holy God. Um, and I think our text today is going to give us some really cool things to think about and to consider as well as we dive into this. So let's take a look at it. Before we do, though, I want to give you a little bit of context in the book of Ezra. All right. Um, the book of Ezra was written by um, Ezra the priest. And I know some of you uh, might be thinking, well, is Ezra even in the Bible? It is in the Bible, right? He's Ezra the priest. And he describes how he led a group of people, right? Uh, uh, they were Judean exiles, right, out of uh, where they were living in Babylon to their home uh, town of Jerusalem. And it talks about some of the details of their journey, which one we're going to look at specifically today and how fasting played a key role in that journey, okay? So it'll come up on the screen, uh, Ezra 8, starting verse 21. It says, There by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before God and ask him for safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we told the king the gracious hand of God is on everyone who looks to him, but his anger is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. So the title of our talk today is Fasting More Than a Diet. And we're going to take a deeper look into this concept of fasting to learn a little bit about it, but more importantly about why it is important to press into fasting uh, in our spiritual lives to ultimately get closer to Jesus. So before we jump in too deep and give you a couple things to write down, let me pause and pray. So pray with me if you would. So God, we thank you. Um, God, I thank you so much for laughter in church. I thank you that it's, it's fun to, to be with the body of Christ. And, um, and also, God, that we had an opportunity to worship you today. It is a privilege because, again, God, we pray this all the time, but we know that there are meetings like this all over the world that would be really challenging to have uh, a meeting like this. So we're just grateful today that we've gotten to meet with you. And, God, as we continue to do that, I pray that you, um, you would do super, something supernatural among us, God. It wouldn't be my, my wise or persuasive words up here because, um, God, I, I'm just a fallible guy. Um, but by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would do something significant in us that we didn't have when we came in the door and that we'd be more like Jesus as a result of our time together. Thank you, God, for this time. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, we actually only have one point today. I think there's only one other time that I've done that so far in the last four months. Uh, but I think there's some really good things that I want to dig real deep into this one point today. So you can write this one point in on your handout. Pressing into fasting matters because it drastically catches God's attention. It drastically, not just a little bit, it drastically catches God's attention. I was kind of thinking of that, kind of the plain thing there. That's a big thing to be uh, directing. So as in verse 23 comes from the text. It says, so we fasted and petitioned our God about this. And, and here it is, he, he answered our prayer. And, and so because they fasted, because they, 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 they uh, basically went without something, right? Uh, God then caught God's attention and he answered their prayer. And then they had safe journey. And so uh, fasting drastically caught God's attention and, and it does. And, it, and actually uh, there's, there's scriptural evidence all over the Bible where fasting catches God's attention very drastically. And we're gonna look at a couple examples in a little bit. But I think uh, before I, I get into that, I wanna talk about reasons why I think that it catches God's attention, okay? And, and I think the biggest reason that it catches God's attention is that it's because it's sacrificial, 
it's sacrificial, and ultimately it strikes a chord with the creator of the universe, a common thread, if you will. Uh, you, many of you know this verse, John 3.16, right? Even if you're not a follower of Jesus, most people know this verse. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his one and only son. If you know how that, the rest of that story goes, right? He gave Jesus to die on a cross for you, for me, ultimately so that we could have a way to God. He sacrificed his son. So God knows about sacrifice, right? I, look, I, I love y'all, but I'm not gonna sacrifice my son for y'all. I mean, I love him most days, right? <laughs> but I love my son, right? And so I'm not gonna, and so this is a big deal that God would sacrifice his son. And so for, for us, like, um, it, it kind of makes sense that fasting, right? Giving up something would strike a chord with God, right? Because, because then we're, we're, we're sacrificing, we're giving up something and, and he can go, oh, I can, I can, I can resonate with that because I experienced that too. Or actually text leads us to this conclusion also. It says that it took them being humble and some sacrifice through their fasting for their prayers to be answered, right? Verse 21 says, there by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might, look at this, humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all of our possessions. And if you couple that with verses like, and these are all over the Bible, like Luke 9, 23, that says, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, look at this, must deny themselves, deny and take up their cross daily and follow me. See, part of following Christ, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago when we talked about worship, is this sacrificial thing. It's something that God calls us to. And so it kind of makes sense that fasting, uh, the, the way that we're talking about today, right, spiritually, right, staying uh, would help us stay spiritually fresh, get close to Jesus, because it strikes this common thread and this common chord with the Father. And it, and it very much catches his attention because it, because it does that. I was actually thinking, it's kind of like, um, like when we fast, I think sometimes God's up in heaven and he kind of looks down and he's like, whoa, 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 what's, what's Jeff doing? And like, oh, whoa, whoa, maybe, whoa, what's Devin doing? What's Jenny, what's Jenny doing? He, he kind of he then, it just catches his attention. It's almost like he does this like double tick, like he's going throughout his day going, oh, yeah, bless you, bless you. And whoa, whoa, like this. And he does this double tick thing, right? It really catches his attention. Like, and then it kind of, and again, I'm going to get you in my head for a minute, which I know might be a little scary. So I was walking down the path of that this weekend. I'd like, oh man, I think God does that. And I, have you ever seen these pictures on the internet that are like double take photos? When like the, like the photos just snap just perfectly that it looks really funky, right? You, none of you are like at all following. Well, I, I, luckily, luckily for you, I got a couple pictures. So this is the first one. <laughs> That's not that dude's head, I don't think, right? All right, this next one is interesting. This gymnast is very flexible. Yeah, it looks like she doesn't have a head. This next one threw me off a little bit. See if you can picture it. Looks like there are three people hugging each other in that picture, right? But the guy just has his pads on the other side. And then maybe you saw this. This is a President Obama from a few years ago. It looks like he's holding the sun, you know, those kind of things, right? And, and so, like, it, I, I had this image in my mind, this thought in my mind about, like, when, when we fast and, and, we, and we sacrifice, could we strike this chord? It's like, it's like what we do when we, like, if you're scrolling on Facebook and you see these, one of these pictures, you might go, whoa, whoa, I got to go back to that, right? And, you gotta, and I think God does the same thing when, when we do that. He, he takes notice and it grabs his attention that we're doing something sacrificial. I think it's important. I think it's a huge, beautiful thing. And again, I don't think that it's one that is often talked about or really practiced beyond dieting in our culture. 
And it does draw us close to a holy God. And here's the cool thing even beyond that is that Jesus, who, by the way, whatever he did, we should probably be doing, Jesus fasted, right? It looks, says in uh, Matthew chapter four, that Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And here it is, after fasting, look at this, for 40 days and 40 nights, it's a long time, he was hungry, he would be. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. That's important. But on every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, Jesus did this fasting thing. And if he, should, if he did it, we probably should too. See, the, the, and, and what I kept, I kept those other verses in there because see, we are not supposed to folks live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And when we fast, God notices and then we get close to him and ultimately we can hear more of his voice. See, I have, I have significantly heard God's voice more when I fasted in my life about certain things. Like, for example, planting this church. I think that there are probably some things that I, w- I know there are things that I would have missed from the voice of God if I wouldn't have fasted because I wasn't striking this chord with God. And, and I could pray and those kind of things, but there was just this level of, I need to hear you, God. I need you to hear you loud. And, and God's voice was loud because I was being sacrificial in fasting. See, I think fasting can have huge, how many, so we've been going for four months in this church, right? Can you, I can't even, I was actually so, we were doing worship and coming in this morning, I was just like having this really cool blessing moment of like, of God going, who would have thought four months ago? And, and, and so like, I just, I'm just, the, how many, if I go down that track a little bit going, man, what if I would have missed what God said because I wasn't willing to be sacrificial See, this has had spiritual dividends. And, and the reality is, is that, okay, you, maybe you're not gonna plant a church, but the re- fact is, is that there may be spiritual dividends in your own spiritual life, in your own family, in your own workplace that may, you may absolutely miss if you don't press into fasting. Sorry, I got really all serious and heartfelt there for a minute. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like the, the room, I just made the room really heavy. So, all right, we're gonna come back up, Okay. So I got to this point in my message prep, and, um, and I was thinking, okay, so this idea we're kind of, that we know this is going to get us close to Jesus, we're going to talk more about in just a minute, but I want to talk about, are there, I was thinking, there's, there's probably some things in life, and I know there are, that are, that are really, there. it's almost kind of like the default answer should be fasting, and so I want to talk about a couple of specific scenarios and situations where I think fasting is a really important thing to do, and so there are other things you can write in on your hand. These are times of when to fast. Okay, here's your first one. Fast when the odds are against you. Fast when the odds are against you. And we're going to look at scriptural examples of these things uh, so that it's not just Matt's thoughts. These are, these are Bible thoughts. Okay, our example here is the Israelite army in Judges chapter 20. And to give you a little bit of context, the Israelite army in this chapter is kind of being beat up pretty bad. Okay, they're kind of getting slaughtered right? Uh, they're not going to win the day, all right? And, and, and the odds are against them, essentially, right? And look what they do. It says in uh, 20, 26 and 28, uh, then all the Israelites, the whole army, up, went up to Bethel, and there they sat weeping before the Lord. And then I learned this. They fasted that day until evening, presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings to the Lord. And the Israelites inquired of the Lord. They asked, shall we go up again to fight against the Benjamites, our fellow Israelites, or not? And the Lord responded, go, for tomorrow I will give them into your hands. And so if I can kind of sum that up a little. So the odds were against, again, they were getting slaughtered, right? They, if they would have kept going the way they were going, they would have been annihilated. annihilated. I can't even say that word. Annihilated. There we go. They, they would, it would not have been good for them, okay? But then they fasted, and, and, what, and because they fasted, God said, yeah, I'll deliver them into your hands. 
See, it caught his attention. And, and so I was thinking about us. Let's bring it into the room. Folks, are the odds, are, are the odds against you in any way? I was thinking about those of you students in the room. Are the odds against you at school? Maybe relationally for all of us in the room, are the odds against you with your boss or your coworkers, uh, with your friends, with your family? Are the odds against you physically in some way? Is there some medical thing going on that the doctors are telling you it's not looking good? The odds are against you. Maybe or spiritually, are the odds against you? Because the reality of the odds are against you, one of the best things you possibly could be doing, one is to draw close to Jesus, but to draw close to Jesus through fasting, through sacrifice, striking this chord with God. And you too, me too, we all could then be like the Israelite army and we could be delivered. Can I get an amen? amen. We could be delivered of those things. Second thing, fast when you need uncommon protection. Uncommon protection. Our uh, example, scriptural example is... Uh, Many of you were around a few weeks ago when uh, Jamie Woods and I taught on Esther. This is the story of Esther. We didn't really focus on the fasting part of Esther, so I thought it was cool to kind of bring it back, all right? Esther 4, 15 and 16 said, Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews who are in Susa, and here it is, fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my tenants will fast as you do. When this is done, if I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. And again, if you need a little context for that story, right? Esther was going to go before the king to ask to, uh, to save her people, the Jews, um, because there was this plot to kill all of them, right? And essentially, it was a big deal because she could have been killed just going to ask the king for it. And yet, she, what did she do? What was the, what was the one thing she asked for? Fasting. That's significant. And right, we told you in the end of the story, right? It ends up in her favor. The story, it's like a happy-go-lucky. I actually saw the movie Overcomer yesterday. Anybody seen that movie? Yeah, yeah so good, so good. And, and, and I'll just tell you, it's a, be ready. It's like a this is us kind of movie, right? It's a tearjerker, those kind of things. But I, I love the fact that at the end of the story, it's kind of like, um, like everything kind of is tied up and there's a lot of hope in the story of Esther. And, and I, I have to believe that fasting was a key element to that. And it wasn't just Esther fasting. It was a whole group of people that were fasting. What would have happened if they wouldn't have fasted? We don't know. But it could not have been so happy, right? Third thing. Oh, before we get there. So bring it into the room for you, okay? Bring it into the room for you. So for, for me, all right? So folks, if somebody's hurting you or, or potentially hurting you, maybe emotionally or physically, man, sometimes, you know what? The best armor that you could do you could put on is fasting. It might be fasting. So maybe give that a try. All right, third thing. Fast when you are beginning a new endeavor. When you're beginning a new endeavor. Uh, take a look at the scripture, Acts 13. says, Now in the church of Antioch there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, uh, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting... The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And I love this story um, because one, there's fasting involved in the process, but basically right for Saul and Barnabas, they, were gonna, they basically were gonna be sent off to a new journey, a, a new thing. And fasting was involved in that. And so I was thinking about us, thinking about you and me. I was thinking about folks, if we're starting anything new, if you're starting a new job, starting a new uh, relationship, a new friendship, you know, a new opportunity, a new activity, a new hobby, really new anything, it's a great time to fast. 
And, and the reason why I think it's a great time to fast is because that how many of you want wisdom in the new thing? I do. When I start something new, I want to actually, I want to like hit it out of the park, right? First time, first time around. And so God might be able to give you wisdom in the things to do and to not do and the things to say and to not say and, and think and not think in the midst of it as you kind of walk out that new thing. So if you're, it could be a great time to fast when you're doing a new thing. And then last thing uh, you can write down, we've already kind of touched on this, fast when you really desire to intimately connect with God, to intimately connect with God. Fasting can sometimes just be, just for the pure fact that I want to be close to you, God. I want to be close. Um, there was a season in my life a few years ago um, where I would fast, actually. I, there was a long time in my life with Jesus. I never fasted before in my entire life. And then, and then there was this point where like, somebody in a church said, gave a message that I said, hey, I probably should try this. Uh, and so I started doing a fast uh, once a week. And so I would fast from Tuesday night to Wednesday night. And the sole purpose of that fast was just for me to get close to Jesus. And, and so what would happen is, is that right? I would, I would not eat, so I would skip breakfast and lunch and then dinner. And so I wouldn't eat. And so obviously I would get hungry. And, and when I would get hungry, then I, then I would pray because it would remind me, oh, sorry, I'm doing the spiritual thing to get close to Jesus, not just, because not just, by the way, if you don't pray, then it's just going hungry, right? And so you got to pray, right? So, so pray in the midst of, so I, I began to pray. And I will tell you, like there were some times in the midst of that season that because that Leah, Leah then began to join me in that, that, that we were praying for specific things and we would do certain things. But a lot of it was just so we could stay close to Jesus, and I will tell you, in that, I think, again, it was like a year, maybe two years, it, I, there was a closeness that I felt with God that I hadn't felt in a long, long time. And it became a very a, a routine, fast sacrifice, common thread with God weekly. And it had a huge spiritual impact on my life. It's, it's what fasting can do in these scenarios, right? If we can recap, the, when the odds are against you, when we need uncommon protection, when we're uh, beginning something new, and when we desire to be intimately connected to God. It's what can, it can have a positive spiritual impact. And, and, and I think you all know this about me, is that I, I want you to have, I want you to have a, a fresh spiritual life, a thriving spiritual life. I don't want you to come in here and, and, and um, just get, this is the only thing that you do in the middle of the week. Because by the way, if this is the only meal that you're having in the, for once a week, how many of you know you're gonna go hungry? So, so there's, so I'm kind of equating meal and then skipping meals so that you can get close, right? But the, I think the reality is, right, this is an important spiritual discipline that I think can often be lost. But man, it, what it does is it catches God's attention. And then when we catch God's attention, he draws close. And then we, it's just like, it brings us together, this thing. It's a beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. And can keep us fresh spiritually. So I hope that as I've shared that today, that it maybe inspired you a little bit. I know um, that uh, it's something that I've actually, I did for a while and then I stopped doing and it's kind of stirred up some things in me already again this week about pressing back into fasting uh, so that I can get close to Jesus. So that's our one point. Pressing into fasting matters because it drastically catches God's attention. Uh, to close today, I'm gonna close with a video. It's a video testimony uh, of a young lady named Jill Woods. Jill is a college student who attends here at Cornerstone. And uh, Jill, this is a video uh, of her testimony from when she, a few years ago, participated in her very first ever fast, uh, which many of you know uh, through an, uh, an event that Vineyard Mishawaka was having called Chasing God. Um, and uh, I, I, I was reminded of it this week, and so I got it from Vineyard Mishawaka. And I think it's just a good, uh, good testimony of, uh, of 
even a, this, at that time, I think she was like a, a high school student um, and uh, what this can do. But I want you to pay attention and notice what she says about what it did in regards to her closeness to God. Okay, take a look at this. Okay, so um, this is the first time I've ever fasted before, and um, going into it, I was super nervous, and I just, I didn't really know what to expect. I was expecting the worst, like almost dying by the third day, and um, I just, after the first day, I realized that it's really not that bad, and just throughout the first day, although it was kind of tough going that long without food for, you know, like, it's 24 hours, that's forever, and um and I just prayed my way through it. And I don't think I've ever had like such good prayer time before, just because, you know, like there's all these different things that you're worried about. And I mean, eating takes up 20 minutes, but also like standing in front of the fridge takes even longer. And like just not having food in your system, I don't know what it is about it, but just like the feeling of emptiness and you feel like you need to fill it. So instead of filling it with food or whatever it is that you seek out, you instead fill it with Christ and just trying to just like cover yourself in God and just like, it changes your perspective on things throughout the day as well. Like what can I do for someone else to fill them up? It's Yeah, it's just been a really cool experience. I'm so excited for chasing God. <laughs> like that laugh at the end too. Um, but did you catch what she said as, at a part of that? She said, it was near kind of the beginning in the middle, but she said, I don't think I've ever had such good prayer time before. See, there was, there was a level of close. See, it became, what, what fasting became for her was a beautiful thing that drew her into Jesus. And I remembered that line this week. That's why I wanted to use that testimony because folks, the reality is, is that you could have the exact same experience. I could have the exact same experience on the regular with a holy God. And that's the point of why we're talking about it today. That's why we're talking and doing this series because we want a closeness with God. And here's the cool thing about fasting and what we see, even some of the scriptural examples of, uh, that we looked at is that when we fast, God could, by the way, move one of your life's mountains out of the way. That'd be good, Right? God can move one of your mountains that you want moved, that you've been praying for, that, you, that you're like begging for. God can move one of the mountains. And so I think that it's, it's something that we ought to consider to really, really, really press into. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.